0: Welcome to Foul Tips, the all baseball edition of the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Listen in as Brent gives his views on the world of baseball from the big leagues to the minor leagues to Little League. Foul Tips is also home to the Rick Award, and we are part of the Belly Up Network. So sit back, grab a beer, and let's get into it. All right, Foul Tips, the all baseball edition of the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast for January 5th, 2023. The all baseball edition of the show today is brought to you by Rocket Sports and RocketSports.com. Use promo code one four two zero ruck That's fourteen twenty, R U K K at RucketSports.com today for all your backyard training needs: baseball, basketball, soccer, golf. They got it all there at Rocket Sports for to getting ready for the season that's coming up. Speaking of that baseball season's coming up, forty days away till pitchers and catches report. 50 days away till the first spring training games, 84 days away till Major League Baseball Opening Day, and 85 days away from your team being out of playoff contention right off the bat. We'll get to that in a second, but it's sad to say, but it's really true that baseball is in that state where we already know what teams are going to make the playoffs, what teams aren't. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Um, Talk about what the Red Sox are doing. We'll talk about A-Rod getting the Hall of Fame, some collectibles. But first off, we'll start with the mess that the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers have themselves in right now. Today's January the 5th. They have until tomorrow Midnight tomorrow, I'm assuming, to uh, make decision on Trevor Bauer. Uh, it's going to be, I don't think it's a tough one to make, but there is some financials involved, obviously. I know the Dodgers are worth five billion dollars or whatever that number got up to be uh they're they're the most uh lucrative uh, franchise in baseball uh, and, uh over the yankees yes i know people don't believe that but it's quite true five million bucks i think they're worth it doesn't much matter when, once you get past that that uh two billion dollar threshold i guess but uh january 6th they have to either release trade or decide to keep trevor bauer i uh th- the, the suspension we got he was never convicted of everything and never went to the court of law but the court of public opinion is the one that matters the most with Trevor Bauer and with people and with the uh, the all the the uh, nefarious things that he's been uh, associated with I'm not nailing him to the cross by any means but the things that he's been associated with he hasn't said he didn't do this but he did he also said that it was consensual that's up for your for your for debate and the rest uh, but the thing is the Dodgers like I said they have a, a situation where they uh, they got a good team right now I wouldn't say they're a great team. They they uh they have only won the one World Championship. That was in the COVID year in 2020. So how much uh how much you you, you take that into account? Who knows. But the Dodgers uh, have not lived up to their potential over the years. But coming close close but no cigar has kind of been the Dodgers' model for quite some uh, quite a long time now. With the amount of times they won the the National League West and the, and the like. But having a team that they have in their division with the San Diego Padres, who are uh, on the hunt and they're on the prowl to do some major damage for. the The uh, next uh, three to four years, depending on much auto thing, we'll talk about that later on, maybe next week. But uh, the 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 Padres are primed to make that jump right now, and do the Dodgers uh, go and do they do they uh, put a a bit of a blemish on their uh, pretty much taintless past? Like they haven't been tainted at all. Is taintless a word? It doesn't much matter. But uh, they they have a a pretty. uh, controversy-free pass with their franchise and the like. Uh, so Do they go out and sign a Trevor Bauer and keep him around for the $22 bucks? It's a pro-rated contract. Do they sign him or keep him around? Give him the $22 million to become their number one, two, three guy. He is that good of a pitcher. or Well, he was when he pitched a couple of years back. You never know what he could bring to the table. Once you leave the game for a while, you don't know what you got. Uh, Pitching to uh, bullpens and pitching in college is a lot, or the college, uh, college hitters is a lot different than going to the big leagues in front of the big stage so he, what does what does Bauer have in the tank who knows but you you got to think the Dodgers are probably going to um protect their brand a lot and say bye-bye Mr. Bauer we don't need the headache the hassle the uh the social media and the media backlash and and the rest because like I just said uh not too long ago the court of public opinion is the the strongest court in the land and no matter what you do or what you say if you if you take one wrong turn there's going to be uh 45 people on the other side of that fence saying uh hey we don't like you right so do the I think the Dodgers will We'll say enough's enough. We don't need this guy coming into our clubhouse, disturbing things, uh, having that distraction throughout a year where they're in a bit of a transition. Uh, Justin Turner's gone, and uh, Kershaw's probably on his on his swan song out of the league. He's uh, an icon, and I'm sure Kershaw has a little bit of say in what happens in in Los Angeles with the uh, roster, not to an extent like, go get this guy, go get that guy, but in, in a thing like, hey, should we sign this guy? Uh, Kershaw, he, he also has a, a, blemish, uh, a blemish-free record resume over the years, and I'm sure he doesn't want something like that, uh, tainting his uh, his last year, that might be his last year, uh, in uh, Chavez Ravine with the Dodgers, and hoping to go for a, uh, a world championship in, in his probably his swan song, so I, I would suspect that the, Do- the Dodgers move away from a guy like Trevor Bauer um, the guy can pitch, the guy was revolutionary in what happened with baseball, he was one of the first guys, if you remember back when he was with Cleveland years ago, he was the guy who uh, revolutionized the way training was done uh, spin rate was a thing, he's the one who showed the media and the world what the sticky stuff was all about he showed them what you could do with the the sticky stuff on your hand to uh to get the spin rate up to uh, strike more guys out and the like uh, if it wasn't for that year where he cut his hand i think it was on a drone of his where he was uh, screwing around before a playoff game tried to pitch his way through it blood ended up on the baseball and the like but cleveland would have had a a pretty successful run that year but his selfishness which has shown uh in the, the uh, his Dodger days uh, that not weren't very long and whatever happened at that house in Malibu uh, a couple of years back that's his business and the girl that he was with and the court the court it's their business but there's a lot going on still behind the scene there's some civil there's some civil stuff that's going to be behind the scenes, some stuff that he's he, he's suing people about some things so the Dodgers I'm going to say are going going to stray away from a guy like Trevor Bauer even though they could use a guy who can pitch Owners like to win, though, so you just never know if they say, okay, we'll take, well, during spring training, we'll just take all the backlash we can, we'll say, we, we'll get over this thing, and once the season starts, we go to every town, we'll get the questions and just put it behind us, because like, like we said before on, on on a variety of our shows, you don't have to wait too long for the, your negative press to go away, because there's so much negative press every day, you just have to wait till somebody else does something stupid, and then your, your stuff goes away. And that and that's just the way things are in the world of sports and the way the the media is today. Uh, speaking of stupid things, I was watching the uh, trying to vote a house speaker in, in uh, on CNN today down there. Uh, that's, that's some messed up stuff, there, boy. That's uh, I don't know a whole bunch about American politics, but that's some messed up stuff that's going on there. Keep voting for the same thing and hope for a different revo- re- result. What do they call that? Insanity. Anyways, we won't get into politics here on Foul Tips, y'all, baseball edition of the show. Anyways, uh, I, w- I wouldn't think that the Dodgers will sign him, but like you said, they- they've been starving for a real-world championship since the Kirk Gibson year 1988. So I would uh, I would say 85% they won't sign him, but you never know at the last minute if the Dodgers brass and, and Kershaw say, you know what, we could use this guy, we-, we could use a pitcher. You remember the Dodgers did sign Noah Syndergaard to a one-year flyer deal. What he's got left in the tank, who knows? He hasn't been the uh, The prospect that uh, he's been, he was great. He he put up some some big numbers, some great numbers with the Mets. But then the the injuries and everything else, he hasn't turned into the uh, the guy I guess we're looking for with the the capital T, the capital H, and the capital E. But he's been he's been a really good pitcher over the years. But the the Dodgers took a flyer on him. So is that the guy that they they slated into the number three spot to overtake what Bauer was supposed to have? Who knows? It's just it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think the Dodgers. Uh, I don't think they'll sign him. Uh, Bauer could end up, because what happens is if the Dodgers release him, they give him his $22 bucks. He's a free agent to sign anywhere he wants. Could he end up uh, at the league minimum somewhere like Cleveland, where where it'll where it all started for him, because that's right up uh, Cleveland's alley to have a, a low payroll like that for for a, a pitcher. That's what Cleveland needs, and that would keep them in a playoff position. You would think in the in the American League Central. So that that's somewhere that Bauer could end up. Uh, there's not a lot of teams that would take that that uh, challenge, but at seven hundred grand, there might be a lot of teams line up for that. As we know, there's such a disparity in uh, the haves and have-nots in the baseball world. So it's something that you should uh, you, you keep an eye on as of uh, January sixth. I January 6th is a lethal day in the United States, isn't it? Man, I'm getting political twice in one day. January 6th is a D-Day for Trevor Bauer, and there was a bad day on January 6th a couple of years ago at the Capitol. But that's a whole other story for another day. I hope I'm not offending anybody. I'm not making light or anything. I'm just... Trying to fill fill time, I guess. Who knows? But anyways, that's my thoughts on Trevor Bauer and the spending spree. The Dodgers, yes, they're they're worth a lot of money. But yeah, and yes, they can afford the 22 million bucks, which is crazy to me that you can just throw 22 million away and, and just say see you later. But I think that's what you're gonna see with Trevor Bauer. Uh speaking of money, what are the Boston Red Sox doing with Raphael Devers? Uh they they got him for 17 and a half million bucks for next year they got the arbitration deal done he, they, he was looking for the long-term deal the 300 million dollar contract that everybody seems to be getting these days and everybody seems to want i mean I, i'd like one of those two one day but it doesn't really happen that much in the, in the podcast world um they allegedly are trying to work something out i say allegedly because they let go let go of mookie best to the dodgers a couple years ago they made that trade that seemed like a good deal at the time uh, the prospects didn't work out because prospects were only prospects until they become something um Xander Bogarts, they let him go this season. They got rid he signed elsewhere as a free agent with the Dodgers, wasn't it? Uh so do you do you uh what's gonna happen with uh Raphael Devers, who's a who's a hell of a ball player, uh, top top 20% or top uh, 20% in the league. Probably one of those guys that the Red Sox uh, need to keep uh, to stay uh, half-ass relevant. You would think fin- they finished fifth in the American league East last year behind my Yankees, the, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Toronto blue Jays and the, uh, the resurgent Baltimore Orioles. You wonder what the Red Sox are doing with that franchise. They, uh, they, Red Sox print money. You know that they, I think they own Liverpool. They own the Pittsburgh Penguins in a much less, lesser scale of franchises that, that, uh, that, uh, for their value, but you still own another sports franchise that, uh, has the likes of Sidney Crosby on it. They got to pay him a little bit, bit of money every year. But, uh, you think that the, the Red Sox print money and you wonder with the, with, uh, what's happening in Boston, are the Red Sox fans going to stop going to Fenway? Because, uh, Red Sox fans, they're, they're used to winning over the years since the curse of the Bambino in 04 when they, they finally won a World Series, they've they've been quite successful. They won more World Series than uh, than anybody since before, uh, especially especially more than my uh, New York Yankees have done. Obviously, who haven't won since 09 But you got to think that Red Sox fans are going to stay stay away a little bit. J.D. Martinez left this year. Nathan Ivaldi left this year. And we want about Ivaldi, I think he's still an effective pitcher. I think he can go out there and give you solid innings, quality innings. He's had two or three Tommy Johns, so his elbow's got to be in, in pretty decent shape to keep going. Uh, Texas put together a pretty good uh, pitching staff this year. I don't know if they can score any runs, but Texas put together a pretty good pitching staff, and getting Ivaldi didn't hurt either. But uh, this offseason, uh, they, they they signed in the Red Sox. Get back to Red Sox. They signed an aging uh, Justin Turner from the, from the Dodgers on a one-year deal, the 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 the, the physical still pending, so who knows? Because we know what's going on there with Correa and the Mets. I can't believe that thing's still dragging on the way it is. But you you got to think the Red Sox. Fans aren't going to put up with another last place finish and nobody really knows what they're doing uh and how they, they plan on attacking this uh upcoming offseason or on season, which is only, only forty days away when pitchers and catchers uh commit to uh commit to spring training. Uh they they're they they have not improved enough to usurp the Yankees who got a little bit better with Rodon. They haven't uh, gotten better than the Blue Jays, they haven't gotten better than than, than than Tampa. So that's three teams in your division. You're not better than so that's gonna equal some losses guaranteed. And then when you're still talking fucking a last place team last year who hasn't gotten any better like I expect Trevor Story to be a little bit better uh, this year but who knows it, it, he could be just as bad or worse maybe those numbers that got inflated by playing at Coors Field all those years we're, we're, it, maybe that's an actual thing we know that it doesn't hurt to play in Coors Field but to be that drastic of a change from Coors Field to Fenway Park you got to think that that's uh, got to change a little bit or else he's one of the uh, the bigger frauds in baseball history um, don't get me wrong I like seeing that the Red Sox are in last place uh, I, I, it doesn't hurt my feelings to see Red Sox fans whining a little bit. I should listen to the guys at the Pesky Report, another belly up podcast. So I should give them a listen to and hear what their thoughts are on what the uh, what the Red Sox plan on doing this year. Because right now, they're they're kind of in no man's land and looking towards a last place finish. I don't know much about their prospects, but like I said before, prospects are fine. And, and uh, prospects are cool, but championships are cooler. And holding on to prospects uh, can end up haunting you because those, those prospects can get old pretty quick. And you bring these guys up that don't... Don't amount to anything. Then you had to explain that to the fan base when you could have traded traded your assets for for right for Major League Baseball guys ready to ready to go guys right now. You'd rather have that as a fan base than a maybe, maybe, maybe. Because sometimes maybe and tomorrow never comes. And that, that's where the Red Sox seem to be at right now. Uh, it's going to be inter- interesting to see what they do with Devers, if they are actually going to sign him. But right now, I, I can't see them doing it. Like I said, they let Betts go. They let Bogarts go. So maybe this is a thing where uh, Devers is next on the list of, of the uh, of great Red Sox players to to land themselves out uh, out of Fenway Park and the and uh, what's the, uh, the, the cask and flag and bar across the street. I wonder if he's ever been in there. It's a good little spot actually right across from Fenway Park. If You get a chance to go there before a game at Fenway. Go to Fenway, actually, if you're a baseball fan, everybody's got to go once. It's a great spot. Went there a couple of years back and I had a really good time. Didn't see the the Yankees play. I had a little bit of a, a set too with a person there. If you got a second, wants to tell the story. Me and my sister were getting a uh, a Sam Adams beer because what you're supposed to do at Fenway Park. We were standing in line, and I had a Yankees hat on. Maybe that's my fault for wearing a Yankee hat at a non-Yankee game. And uh, a girl butted in front of us. She just turned around and told me to fuck right off. Uh, was her exact words? were, fuck you, Yankee fan." I was like, "Oh, that's nice." And we kind of had a laugh. I was like, "Jeez, he kind of just butted butted in front of us." I said, "That's not very nice." So she she laughed and apologized, and she she started talking to my sister and me about uh, just. Boston in general, and what we were doing there, and she said, uh, "How long have you guys been together?" And I, I said, "Well, about forty three years," because uh, my sister she thought we were together and married, engaged, or what, whatever it could have been. I said, "Well, forty three years," and she, uh, she felt kind of dumb, and then she apologized. We went on marry merry way, and I'll never see her again. But uh, it's a funny little story that happened at Fenway Park that day. Anyways, yeah, I don't know what the Red Sox are doing. I hope they keep doing it. It doesn't break my heart to see them in last place. I'd like to see them a little bit more competitive because uh, having Having a rivalry that's kind of a one way street right now because Red Sox fans, they have the upper hand right now. And I don't think they care a whole bunch about the, uh, the past as much as, the, as they used to. Uh, the Yankee fans talking about Chase for 28. And yeah, we got this, this many world championships. Red Sox fans have the upper hand right now. And I don't, th- I think they're laughing all the way back, all the way to the bank when they can say we have four world championships year one in the last 20, 19, 20 years. So it's kind of a funny little thing. It's funny. But anyways, 14, 20, Podcast and the Foul Tips Baseball Podcast brought to you by Rocket Sports and Rocketsports.com. Use promo code one four two zero rock at Rucketsports.com today. Baseball season may be coming to an end, but real baseball players never have an off-season. Plate Crate is baseball's number one baseball subscription service and is the perfect monthly baseball gift that delivers a box of baseball treasure right to your door. Every Plate Crate contains six to eight unique baseball items, including gear, snacks, training aids, accessories, and apparel. Plate Crate has a different monthly theme and has a retail value of $85 per crate. Play Crate also has clothing and accessories for coaches and parents as well. Just click on the Plate Crate banner on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or our Twitter account and receive 20% off your order with promo code fastball 20 at Plate Crate. Plate Crate, inspiring every baseball player, young and old, with baseball's number one subscription box, one Plate Crate at a time. This portion of the Foul Tips, the all-baseball edition of the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast brought to you by collectibleexchange.com. Use promo code 1420CX at collectibleexchange.com and get 10% off your first purchase of all your sports memorabilia, collectibles, whatever it may be for your man cave as I got down here at the Yankee Tavern North in Lethbridge, Alberta. yeah, last night I, I was watching my uh, the good friends, another belly-up show, uh, Crap Brood Sports. So they first reported this. Well, they didn't first report it. They read it somewhere, and then I heard it from them. So this my is first, my first interaction with it. But uh, Hall of Fame voter, Baseball Hall of Fame voter, Ron Cook, for the third straight year, left uh, his ballot blank for the Hall of Fame. It's kind of a joke that this guy is allowed to do it. The last two times he actually voted, he only voted for one player each time. They were they were valid votes because he voted for A-Rod, not A-Rod, sorry. He voted for the complete opposite of A. Rod. He voted for Derek Jeter and Mariana Rivera in his last two times. He voted separate years, obviously, but that's the last time he actually clicked off or ticked off anything on his ballot. This guy probably got should have his ballot revoked and then not go it that way because it seems a bit ridiculous that he he's allowed to. to burn a ballot and the, the, the way baseball does it and the baseball writers association, association of America does this. Maybe things is time to change, but baseball, they always get sent in their ways with their old boys club and the way they do things. But for a guy to leave his, uh, his ballot, um, empty again. It's a rather thin ballot. Any, it, I, I understand that, but to, to leave it completely blank and not give any anybody any props whatsoever is a bit of a uh, a kick in the face to some of the guys who are on it, because there are some players who should uh, get some consideration. Uh, one being uh, Alex Rodriguez. Will he get to, to the 75% vote threshold? I, I don't know, because he got 34% last time, but that could have been just the voters saying, okay, we give you this one year, you'll sit it out, and then we'll get you in this year. A-Rod is a, he was a hell of a player. We, we all know that, uh, he said he'll probably never get in. Him, his uh, his PED use and his denial of it over the years uh, really harmed him with the, the 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 public in general, the the baseball fans in general. Uh, he said he's still a nozzle. There's no getting around that. The way he his uh, fake smile and the rest of it kind of just burns everybody a little bit. He uh, fooled us all a little bit in 2000, I think 2015 it was the year after Jeter retired, and he had uh, his uh, welcome back or forgive world tour. Even Bald Vinny out front of River Rav in front of Billy's had uh, the forgive t-shirts i bought one I, i'm just as guilty as everybody else i gave a rod a chance and the forgive and the whole bit and he was uh smiling he had a great press secretary and and publicity and and the like helping him uh, become the uh i don't want to say the face of the yankees but after G- mariana was gone and after jeter was gone they kind of leaned on a guy that to uh, get them through to the next uh, stage which was the aaron judge year in, in 2017 but in 15 a rod was the guy you can't deny that his uh his his skills on the field were second to none. Before, when he was playing in Seattle, and then we went to Texas. We all know the story about the about the steroids and the PEDs. Went to the Yankees. The same thing. The, the Yankees don't win a World Series in 09 without him. He uh, hit some clutch home runs. He was a great player. He was uh, all he was all that. But his everything caught up with him. The uh, de- de- denying it was probably hurt him a lot. Like you look at what Andy Pettit says. He went and said, "I did it. I, I apologize for it. I tried to to help my body come back from injury and the like." Every, like everybody knows that most guys. I shouldn't say most, that there was a high percentage of guys taking PEDs back then, but A-Rod didn't want his uh, image to be tarnished, and ended up tarnishing even more. And like I said, the 2015 season, he tricked me uh, pretty heavily uh, to to start to like the guy a little bit and uh, cheer on A-Rod when I was in the Bronx watching baseball uh, at uh, the Yankee Stadium. Uh, Like I said, it's it's an odd thing. It's funny, though, you you think about A-Rod, his last game, uh, in 2016, with the Yankees, uh, that night uh, he had a pregame ceremony and the like, and the the clouds opened up and it poured on him. And just when he was about to say something, the the, the lightning struck and the, the the thunder clapped the whole bit. He wasn't even allowed to say anything, and he had to run off the field before the game started. And they they stopped the game for a little bit, and he and the like he wasn't didn't get the reception that uh, from the gods that uh, Jeter got because you, you remember the year before or two two years before, year and a half before, whatever it was, uh, Jeter. he it was raining that day at Yankee Stadium with, uh, on Jeter's last game, September 13th or whatever it was. It doesn't matter what day it was. Um, his last game, he uh, it was raining like a bugger and they didn't think the game would come in but about an hour and a half before game time, the clouds, uh, they, they they disappeared and a rainbow appeared over top of the uh, the courthouse which isn't too far from Yankee Stadium and so the, the game went on and we all know the whole story about uh, Jeter uh, in the last game getting a hit and the whole bit in his last game but A-Rod didn't get the uh, the warm welcome from the baseball gods. I actually got a, uh, a couple things Speaking of collectibleexchange.com, I got a couple of things in front of me here. Uh, it's bad. It's bad, but if you watch on YouTube, anyways, I got a ball, uh, one of 113 A Rod's fi- final game at Yankee Stadium. Uh, collectibleexchange.com, you can get one of those, and then I have a. Uh from his final season, a helmet here, uh, A-Rod's uh, autograph, 2016, one of, uh, or two of 13, so I was quite lucky to get those. Like I said, I was tricked pretty heavily into A-Rod the whole bit, about getting uh, some souvenirs and think thinking that maybe he's, he wasn't uh, quite the nozzle that he uh, he is. True colors shine out no matter what, so there's my A-Rod story, my collectible exchange stories for, for today. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? I think so. He's one of the best players ever. If he was just admitted to doing steroids, but he did them, and he uh, he denied it for so long. There's no real turning back. Uh, should he get more votes this year? He probably will. 34 is pretty low for a guy. But that Ron Cook, as reported by my friends at Craft Brood Sports, uh, they were 100% right. That, that guy should have his uh, Hall of Fame uh, voting privileges banned. Anyways, uh, that's it for another edition of Foul Tips, the all-baseball edition of the 1420 uh, Sports Bar Podcast. But before I go away, I uh, want to ask you guys, I posted. The, I actually made a, a joke before the th- this show started today about your team being out of playoff contention before the season started or after opening day because everybody is a hopeful eternal on opening day and you think you have a, a pretty good shot at uh, making the playoffs and the like, but then realism hits in about day one, day two, day three when the season starts. And even before in spring training, some guys know their team's not going to uh, amount to a hill of beans in the uh, during the season. So I just thought I'd ask you guys, and I hope you get back to us on the Twitter machine or Facebook or wherever it is you follow us, um, we spoke this a few weeks ago. There's such a, a division of have and have nots in the baseball world. And there's 12 teams that made the playoffs last year: Tampa, Cleveland, Seattle, Toronto, the Yankees, Houston, Philly, St. Louis, San Diego, the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Mets. All made the playoffs last year. I know it's hard to uh, to, to hear me sometimes and get all that going. So sometimes I get a little excited and talk a little fast. But all all those 12 teams that made the playoffs last year, how many do you think aren't going to make the playoffs next year? How many guys are going to sneak in? You got the, you got the the uh, the Pirates who aren't you got the Reds who aren't. You probably have, the the, like I just talked, the Red Sox who probably aren't. Uh, You have teams that already aren't. So we took 15 teams out out of uh, 30 that that their spots were already taken, you think. So how many teams do you think uh, aren't going to make the playoffs that made them last year? Uh, There's not many. You might think that maybe Seattle might take a step back. You might think that... uh, St. Louis might take a step back. You just never know what might happen. Get back to us on the Twitter accounts and everything else and let us know what you think of what teams won't make the playoffs next year out of the 12 that did. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that. Anyways, that's the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Foul Tips, the all-baseball edition of the show brought to you by Rocketsports.com and CollectBookExchange.com. You guys know the promo codes. Get back to us on the Twitter machines and let us know what your thoughts are on the question I just posed. And make sure you follow us on YouTube and watch all our shows there or portions of our social We'll put the whole thing up there. we break things down a little bit. But anyways, another show for you guys today. We're back again tomorrow with 1420 in the morning. We got 1420, the OG. Tomorrow night, Tom O'Connor's joining us on the show to talk about his latest MMA fight in Calgary that happened back on uh, December 2nd. Things didn't look good for old Tommy Boy at the beginning of that fight, but it turned out pretty good for him. Anyways, remember everybody, baseball season's not that far away, and smart people but.